Hello everyone, this is your host Ramakrishna from Usha Investment Group LLC. Welcome back to Multifamily AP360, the show where we discuss 360 degrees views on mindset, passive and active multifamily investing. For those who are looking for tips, strategies, best and challenging experiences. Also, I request you to share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Today's our guest is Stephanie Walter from ERB Well. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. Thank you very much, Stephanie. Little bit about Stephanie. Today's our guest, Stephanie, is the CEO of ERB Well, a capital raiser, syndicator, and real estate investor. She recently retired and sold her insurance agency of 16 years by following the key principles she teaches professionals to use. She teaches professional people to unlearn what most of us have been worried to think about money and re-educating people on attaining lasting wealth. She is a gateway between these professionals and well-weighted deeds. Stephanie lives with her husband and young son in Colorado. Welcome to the show, Stephanie. Yes, thank you. So you want to add anything to your background? Nope, that, that is great. So what the wealthy do differently in regards to money and their investment? They are uh, very, very different than the way I was uh, kind of taught, which is kind of you put your money away in a 401k or say invest it in a single family home and you just let it sit there and uh, you know you wait for the accumulation to happen. Uh, what I've noticed a lot about the wealthy investors is that they're using their money all the time. Um, I call it the utilization theory of money. They're constantly using their money the idea and the goal, it seems like the strategic purpose for them is getting cash flow um, from their investments. And I think a lot of people, myself included, at one time, I was very concerned with my net worth and, you know, increasing my net worth, whereas the primary focus for a wealthy investor is cash flow. And um, yeah, that th- those are some of the things I've noticed. Got it, got it. So, so you're a uh, real estate investor and syndicator. So, what are the you know advantages with using 1031 exchange? Or have you invested using 1031? A lot of people, a lot of wealthy people, are very concerned with tax strategies, and that's another big difference between like the average person and the wealthy investor is they are constantly looking at their investments in terms of how much money they're going to get, as well as what kind of tax um, strategies that they can do. Uh, 1031, either um, they can reduce their taxes, which you can do a lot in syndications, or you can uh, defer your taxes, which is what a 1031 exchange is. That's you know, where you say uh, sell a single family home and uh, want to buy another piece, uh, another rental uh, commercial property, you can roll all your profits over and not pay any capital gains taxes on it. Cool, cool. So you're mainly involved in capital raising side also, right? So what are the most important factors to consider when raising capital for your real estate investment? Raising raising money is um, really like a marathon sport, <laughs> no matter 
what anyone tells you. For me, I've, I've realized that it's a lot about relationships and building relationships with people. Um, so yeah, just you get them into your database, um, you know, and you can do that. I've done that through guesting on podcasts or, uh, I'll be starting a new podcast myself at the, at the end of this year, but, um, also going to meetings, um, where you think that there'll be high net worth people. Um, I know I'm, I'm personally located in Denver, um, Colorado. And, you know, I just go onto meetup and there's, uh, there's so many different groups and granted, sometimes you have to go to a few before you find one that, that is, that is a good one, but I have a pretty good story that, um, I was invited. It was just an email that was sent to me where I was invited to a meet and greet and uh, in Golden, and I, I wasn't really familiar with the organization, and I was like, "Well, I'll I'll show up. Why not?" And um, I showed up, and uh, it was uh, it was a group um, of uh, people that have relocated here from Israel. And uh, the person came up to me and said, "Are you? Are you?" <laughs> I don't think you're from Israel. And I was like, no, I'm not. I I received this invitation. And funny thing was, I just ended up staying and um, I found two investors, you know, just by, you know, uh, talking to them and interacting with them. But I think the more people that you can meet face to face, um, you know, and establish that uh, the trust for me, it's it started out being a lot harder because you know, we didn't really, my partner and I didn't have much of a track experience, but now we just closed on our 12th deal. So we have, you know, we have, we have a track record now. Um, and so that makes it a bit easier, um, to, to talk to people, but I just really love interacting with people and, um, really teaching them, about this type of a strategy, because I think most people are really wrapped up in their 401ks and they, they have zero diversity when it comes to, you know, tangible cash flowing assets, which everybody should have. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think you can talk to just about anyone. And certainly the idea of investing this way is pretty intriguing to most people. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Thank you for that. So as a capital raiser investor, how exactly are positioning yourself to attract, you know, right cash? Um, I, uh, like, again, I go out and, and meet a lot of people when I um, meet them, then they go into my database of, of I have an email database. And um, I think the best advice I ever got from anyone was um, that once a week you should um, email your database. Um, you shouldn't, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Mine is just sent as plain text. Um, and in it, you direct, you kind of research what's going on in the past week, like, um, uh, inflation or rates just got raised again, or, uh, you know, and then you direct the people, uh, to click on the link and to read that article that is not your article, 
but you're directing, you know, you're telling them what the article is about and they click on it. So it really puts you over time as someone who they value your advice and your opinion. And you're also kind of training them to click. Um, And always at the bottom of that email, I say, if you have any questions for me or you want to um, talk, you know, you want to set up an appointment with me, click here. And um, I got that advice from someone who's raised um, an enormous amount of money over the course of his career. And he said that was one of the most important things. And I really wish that I would have done something like that. That has been the best advice because from that um, newsletter, you can see how many people click on the different articles to read them. You can see I get a really strong opening percentage of my emails. So I have a fairly large database, but I get, when I send one of my, you know, uh, emails out once a week, I get about, it's always very consistent. It's 44% gets, uh, opens my email. And then from that, probably 5% of them will click on the different links. And um, it's just, it's engaging the email uh, people, even if you don't have something to particularly sell them, but you're um, getting yourself known to these people and they value that information. And I've gotten people that refer me, you know, investors just because, oh yeah, this is Stephanie. She's sending out email to me. Oh, I should maybe let her know that I have someone that's interested in this. So it just keeps keeps things moving, even if you don't have a deal at that particular time. Got it. So how exactly will you use that? Oh, uh, I mean, mail open rate or mail click rate, article click rate. I am uh, signed up. I've been signed up for a lot of uh, different things, but I've settled now on ConvertKit and I, I like it. I know a lot of people are on active campaign. Um, but the convert kit, you can go through and you can see, you know, exactly, you can run a report. Or you don't even have to run a report, actually. You can click right on the email that you send and it'll say how many, how many, or what the percentage opened it, who clicked on one of the links, which links did they click on. Um, and so, yeah, just that information is really valuable. Got it. Got it. So what are the most common mistakes? made when raising capital for real estate investment? The most common mistakes, I've been through most of them. (laughs) I, uh, (sighs) because I started in this industry in 2016, um, I was never really taught about raising money. um, And, uh, and I was kind of partnered with my partner at the time who wanted a capital raiser and he he could do everything else except he didn't want to raise capital. So that was sort of my way into this business. Um, so I just kind of tried everything. So the biggest mistakes I can say from, I wish I would have started acquiring my database and communicating with my database on a regular basis, whether that was um, a weekly email or a biweekly email. I wish I'd done started doing that in 2016 when I started in this business. I just started doing that um, within the last year. And uh, 
uh, yeah, that, that's a, that was, a bit, uh, you know, a, mis- a mistake is you, you think, oh, I, I, I have this list, but I don't want to bother them unless I have a deal that that's the wrong philosophy. I think you have to set yourself up to this group of people that wants to be on your database as a thought, as someone to respect and to follow so that when a deal does come up eventually, that they're going to want to hear more about it. Um, second mistake is buying leads. Of, uh, I don't, I never bought leads, but I did buy a list. And uh, that was uh, just completely not, <laughs> not helpful. I tried direct mail, um, which people said I was crazy for doing, but, um, I, I sent, uh, postcards out, uh, my, in my prior life, I was an insurance agent and I wrote a tiny little ebook about that directed insurance agents, how to, you know, plan for their retirement and stuff like that. So I sent that out. I think the campaign was probably about $1,500. And I did get one investor out of it who ended up, um, he's invested now in two of my deals. Um, So uh, that I think if you can get very specific about who would be interested in hearing what you have to say, um, I think content, again, that's probably the third thing Third mistake is it took me a really long time to get consistent content um, written and out to my database. That's that's a great way to you know establish yourself as as someone that knows what you're doing. I um, just I'm trying to right now uh, finish a book um, and I'm in my last chapter right now. I would recommend. Maybe not writing as long of a book as as I did, but even if you write like a 20 or 30 page book that's really um, directed towards the audience you want, um, it's it's a great way to to generate leads. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, definitely that's some golden points there. Thank you for sharing that. So would you share any of your best investing experience so far? Yeah. Um, I have a lot of... <laughs> I have a lot of really great experiences, thankfully, um, in this business. I think every time that I've thought that I couldn't raise the money, but then, you know, ended up raising it, um, that that's been, you know, that those have been wonderful experiences. I think COVID, um, we got really scared of what that was going to do to, to some of our properties that we owned, um, and uh, turned out that you know we had invested mostly in Florida and everything went went really well. But the best experiences I just you know working with people that have never heard of this type of investing before, and then they go through it um, like either through a cycle or even through their first year when they get those first K ones. And they are just, you know, they're super excited and, you know, it's just opening up a a different world for people so that they can imagine by having this cash flow that maybe they don't have to work so long or, you know, it just kind of really changes people's attitude. And that's probably my favorite part. Got it. Got it. Thank you. And uh, any of your personal habits that are helping you to be successful? I think it's probably the same that a lot of people hear is 
you know, just having the, um, I've always been, before I did this, I was a insurance agent and an entrepreneur. And so you just have to work really hard. Um, you, uh, yeah, I, that that's, <laughs> I think that's the best in this field because you hear so many people that, you know, attempt, but then fail, but you, you just have to keep it, you know, working it every day. I, I, I'm actually, even though I um, sold my business last year, my insurance business, I do this full time, you know, I, I, I love doing it. Um, but yeah, you've got to be, you got to be doing some, a little bit of something every day for sure. Um, there's, you know, it's not like, um, like a lot of people think they buy a business and then they don't really have to work that much. You definitely have to work in this business. Yeah. Cool. cool. Uh, any, any books that impacted your life? Oh, many, many books. Um, and, and, uh, the one, I mean, one that I, that I always say is killing sacred cows. Um, and that is a, a book that talks about the myths that were taught um, about money um, and it talks about, you know, kind of understanding why these myths are not valid. And uh, yeah, so that, that's one of my favorite ones. But I have a, a ton of them. And I'm, um, like I said, I'm, I'm in the process almost of finishing mine. And it's just, the, it'll be the same, same concepts, just talking about how, you know, people put their money in the 401ks and just not knowing the expenses and fees um, that, that those take out of their um, retirement and helping people to become more active and engaged in their money um, to, to get to a better place, whether that's retirement or just having more free time. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, how can listeners can connect with you, Stephanie? Um, anyone could call, uh, my website is www.erbewealth.com. And, uh, that, that I have tons of, um, you know, content, uh, lots of articles. Um, but the best thing honestly is, to just sign up for that regular um, email that goes out. Uh, so maybe if you are raising money, you can kind of see what what I do. But but also if you're interested in in learning more, it's 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 great educational content that goes out once a week, and you can do that by going to my email or my um, website. <laughs> Awesome. And thank you very much, uh, Stephanie. Uh, thank you for sharing your experience and about some tips around cap raising. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Thanks for listening to Multifamily AP360. Check out the show notes and grab the freebie on our website, ushacapital.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with those who might benefit and leave a rating and review. Follow me on my social media. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next time.